Welcome to the St. Michael Fall Podcast Series. My name is Robin Hinkle and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is God is doing a new thing. Following our 75th anniversary celebration, St. Michael is refreshed and renewed for a bright future. Now God is calling us to make new commitments in our faith and in our community. Give thanks to the Lord and call upon His name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. A reading from Luke, chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. One Sabbath, while Jesus was going through the cornfields, his disciples plucked some heads of grain, rubbed them in their hands, and ate them. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priests to eat, and gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught, and there was a man there whose right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would cure on the Sabbath so that they might find an accusation against him. Even though he knew what they were thinking, he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come and stand here. He got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life, or to destroy it. After looking around at all of them, he said to them, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored. But they were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. Here ends the reading. Whenever I think about the Sabbath, I am reminded about a lovely little book by a Canadian Christian theologian, Marva Dawn, entitled Keeping the Sabbath Holy. In it, she writes about creating rituals within your family to mark and observe the the Sabbath each week. And so she writes about such things as marking the beginning and the ending of the Sabbath by lighting special candles and saying prayers. She also talks about going to worship together with family and the greater church community and then spending the day together cooking and enjoying family and friends. It is a lovely idea that I truly wish we as a church and society would live into, because I believe we would be so blessed by God if we were to receive this grace from Him. Sabbath keeping is as old as our Judeo-Christian faith. It goes all the way back to the genesis of our faith, the very beginning of our biblical story. In Genesis, once God creates the universe, the world, all of creation in six days, he then, in chapter 2, we are told God blesses the seventh day and hallows it because God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. The seventh day, the Sabbath, then makes it into the law of Moses. It was one of the first commandments by God given to the chosen people of God. And so through the ages, Jewish families have been observing the Sabbath, trying their best to determine what it means to rest and not work on the sacred day. 
and some of those ways of observance have gotten very technical through the ages. For instance, some rabbis have or had strict rules on the number of steps you could walk or whether or not you could do certain chores or cooking. I have a friend, Ira, who lives in New Orleans who used to laughingly share stories with me about his childhood growing up in an Orthodox Jewish home. His family was serious about Sabbath keeping. They used special plates and cups. They would only turn on certain lights to stay on during the Sabbath, no flipping the switch to turn them off on the sacred day. They would not turn on the oven. They would even tear their squares of toilet paper ahead of time. When Ira and his brother were angry with their parents, they would leave the wrong light on so that it would have to stay lit throughout the day. Sabbath keeping to Ira was a bunch of rules that had no purpose, that he could not understand, but I truly appreciate the way that his family boldly kept and lived into their faith, especially in spite of, or perhaps in hope of, that Sabbath keeping helped them and their people stand out in the world as faithful followers of God. Our theme this season is doing things in a new way. Sabbath keeping in Christian homes is a new way of being I hope we will consider as a church community and families of faith. It is a new thing actually grounded in the deeper magic, the deeper grace of God. God gave us the Sabbath to rest, to be with family, to enjoy the goodness of creation, to focus and ground our life in Him. Jesus did not do away with the Sabbath. In the Gospel of Luke, we see him giving it newer and deeper meaning. Combining common sense, feed the hungry. If your donkey falls in a ditch, pull him out. Combining that common sense with doing good, getting back to faith, making it a place where faith grows and flourishes. This spirit of Sabbath is the type described in that little book by Marva Dawn. Sabbath should be a place of restoration and renewal the time that grounds our truest life so that we can face the week ahead. Keeping the Sabbath ourselves with our family and friends and church, this is actually a bold way to live out our faith. It is countercultural to the norms of the world. And like my friend Ira in New Orleans, we will stick out if we fully accept the grace of the Sabbath that God offers to us. But the question is, why shouldn't we accept this grace? If we say that we want our lives to be grounded in faith, do we have the courage to live that way? Where we center our lives and work in the cycle created by God for us, centering our weeks and focus on Sunday, treating it as it should be, the most important day of our week. You know, people who keep the Sabbath, I've noticed, have a freedom to live and be and work and act in this world in a way that is noticeably different. These are people of great peace and full hearts, able to face all their days with a heavenly perspective. I therefore invite you to a new thing that is actually as ancient as creation itself. I invite you and your families to become Sabbath keepers, or better yet, Sabbath receivers. And then may the grace of Sabbath, all your Sabbath rests, bless all your days in between. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. 
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth, and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold, pour out your Spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you.